Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the way. We want it been. Podcast. We're actually doing something a little different today. Me and Jason are face to face because my house is in general disarray because we finally got the reno going. So I decided to come over to Jason's house. Or actually, I, we just it was decided that I was going to come over to Jason's house, bring my computer, and we'll see how this turns out. Jason, how you doing this morning? Doing well. Just trying to get used to this new dynamic of recording <laughs> in person and not uh, on the computer. But yeah, we'll be fine. It'll be fun. I got tons to talk about on this episode. I've been looking yeah. forward to this one all week. Awesome. How's your week been? It's good. I got uh, a bunch of stuff. I got the um, R2-D2, the vintage collection with the sensor scope. Without the actual sensor scope. Oh, interesting. It's the little, it's it's like the eye that pops out of his head uh-huh. um, uh, from Dagobah. It's not the sensor scope, which is like a radar dish. So it's weird that it says, with sensor scope, and it's without the sensor scope. I guess it's a small complaint. I don't know. Yeah. I got the uh, TVC vintage uh, prototype, not, what is it, the Retro Collection prototype Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I see that. So that came. I got the Asajj Ventress Micro Galaxy Squadron ship for four bucks at uh, Target. Yeah. I couldn't pass that up. And then yesterday, I got this Black Series, I forgot I pre-ordered this, Boba Fett Tython. Um, I guess it's dad bod Boba Fett when he's yeah. been re-armored. Uh, so it's his armor, and there's a lot of good paint application, which is probably why this is a deluxe um, figure. But it's also got cracking on the side. It's like it came in a padded envelope, and it got cracked. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, when you were showing that to me earlier, I thought you'd found that at Walmart or Target, not that you had it shipped in. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, I passed that up at Target for like ten bucks. I'm kind of kind of kicking myself, but I think this it, is the Walmart one. Is it? They had one at Target too, or I think the Target one is from his show and this one is from the mandalorian oh it does as, i think as far as the packaging goes i don't know if there's much difference between the two i think his legs he might have like armor on his legs but i don't know i yeah i don't do black series anymore and i didn't want to go back down that rabbit hole yeah like i said i forgot i pre-ordered this and it's here so i'm keeping it yay so but yeah dude i don't my week's just been a cluster because they started on my reno, I guess, last Monday, and we've been living between my grandparent, my grandparents, my in-laws' house, and a camper in my in my driveway, and my house. So we, I've been feeling like a uh, nomad for the past week. Uh, but I did pick up I Target 
was that, you know, and I'm so used to staring at my computer screen now that I can look <laughs> at you. And I'm like, no, Jason's right in front of me. Um, but uh, anyway, I picked up the retro uh, Ben Kenobi and I picked up the retro Riva. Guess how much? Uh, For both of them. Both of them together? Yes. Probably on clearance. I'll say eight bucks together. Seven Four bucks was, each. Yeah, they were like $7 with tax. Wow. Yeah. That's so. a bad one. I, yeah, I didn't really need them, but for $7 for the pair, it goes with my other stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I got rid of my land speeder because it was just in the way. And I, uh, it was one of those where I have a camera set up in my collection room, and every time somebody walked into my house to work on it, they would look at that land speeder and just shake their head. Plus, my grandson was looking at me going, dude, I'm too, Wampa, I'm too big for this now. So it was time to get rid of it. So we took it up to Retro Shop in Canton. And uh, I think that's... Oh, and I got Has No Talent did a custom Wampa oh, yeah. that was based off of the McCoy, the McQuarrie concept art. And I got that thing. He shipped it out like Thursday night, and I got it yesterday or Wednesday, Monday. Oh, today's Monday. I got it Saturday. Wow. That's a pretty fast turnaround. Yeah, so it's pretty cool looking. It has the uh, had a couple of skulls, skeletons with it. It looks weird because it's so thin. Yes. It's not bulky at all. No. The figure looks great. That don't mean the figure looks weird. The character looks weird. Yeah, it's a weird concept. Like but that. I couldn't pass it up because he makes good stuff, and I've got a couple of other of his. Like he did some mini three and three quarter, like small wampas, mini wampas. So to add to that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I was watching. Oh, my wife. My my wife. My daughter was watching binge watching Law and Order this week, and I walk into the room, and Adam Driver is the villain of that episode. Oh my god! Which was weird uh-huh. to see him on Law and Order. And his name was Jason, so <laughs> that was even more weird. That's what he should have been named in Star Wars. Yeah, I guess so. Jason Solo. But, yeah. But yeah, it was just, Jason, you can't do that. And then he's yelling, and it's just like, what is going on? What did I just walk into? Because my brain is a little scattered right now as to why Kylo Ren is being yelled at as Jason. Because it was kind of the same way he was acting. Like, he was that angry, loud villain. Right. So it was kind of like the same character from the sequel trilogy i don't know anyways anyway awesome yeah and uh yeah nothing nothing too exciting i I played a show my band thrum had a show saturday night so that's been nice to knock the rust off i've been like three years three or four years of not playing shows uh so that was fun yeah yeah it's awesome yeah so and it's nice to have a three-day weekend to recover from that was it a one shot or are you gonna do more we're gonna do more we've got one scheduled uh middle of next month at the masquerade Okay. In February. Cool. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to, you know, like I need another hobby between yeah, exactly. this and the club and a band and work. <laughs> it's like I got three part-time jobs. It's awesome. Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> it is, but it's, it's fun. I didn't realize that Spotify allows us, allows people to make comments. Yeah. About the show. Okay. And Lewis has been saying great show, great episode. So thank you, Lewis. Yes, I didn't realize you, that. And it's not that we were ignoring your comments. We just didn't realize that. In Spotify, you can post Q and A, and I guess it was just like an open yeah. comment thing for each episode, and he was in there doing that. Yeah. And then thank you to Anthony C nineteen seventy for the review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate your support, so thank you guys. Awesome. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Also, Spotify, you can do web kind uh, live or video podcast on it, but I think YouTube's the way to go. I don't know. You are more of the nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah. so you know what's what's better yeah i don't know i don't know either <laughs> youtube is great for commenting 
You're right. Hi, YouTube. <laughs> I'm recording this with my phone. We're going to post it in uh, YouTube later. Yeah. That would be awesome. I got a bunch of news, a bunch of just crap that I've been forgetting to talk about. So I'll just go through that real quick. Yeah. The new uh, Micro Galaxy Squadron LAAT, which is the Grand Army of the Republic. Um, what do they call this? The Latin? lat but what does lat stand for i don't remember uh low I, according to ted of the smuggle of the smugglers shit of <laughs> the force of course podcast it's like low altitude armor transport okay well these are just starting to hit target there's four of them plo's bros which is plo coon <laughs> with two uh clone troopers on the side uh crumb bomber with salacious crumb holding a, a bomb he's about to drop Separatist Nightmare, which is a green version of the ship, and the Coruscant Guard Gunship, which is a maroon-colored one. These are selling for sixty to one hundred dollars already on eBay. Jesus, I saw a hundred dollars on Macari. That's crazy. And of course, I know which one you had to grab first. Salacious Crumb. Yes, that is. Let me look at that. I seen them in the store, but I haven't. Like, I didn't pay attention because I it was late, and yeah. I was just like, okay, Jason has these. I'm gonna go on. And Plows Bros, which is another cool one. Um, the weird thing about these, and this is all anecdotal, it seems like the two that I have, uh, Plows Bros and the Crumb Bomber, are being found on this side of the Mississippi, so the East Coast, and the other two are predominantly being found on the West Coast. So it's almost like, and I've seen it's like in Missis, um, Minnesota, there's some in Minnesota, so it seems like legit the Mississippi River is where the line is between the two different kinds, so... The only ones I've been able to find in the store here are these two. When you go into the Micro Galaxy Squadron um, Facebook group, they're kind of saying the same thing. So it's just weird that the Mississippi River seems to be separating the two. But these weren't supposed to arrive until the end of January. So I would assume by the end of the month, they're going to be everywhere. Yeah, and the only other complaint I have is look at the guns on the speeder bike. Not, I've, I've seen. They're backwards? They're backwards. I'm sure you can just pop out and put them back. Yeah, but these are cool-looking ships. I'm waiting for the... Uh, they did announce that the... Uh, it's the Rancor. Everybody thinks it's the Tiger Shark, shark but, it's, yeah. it, but it's a Rancor, actually. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know when it's coming out, but they did announce it. So I don't know what the particulars are about it, if it's going to be a normal release or like an ultra-rare uh, Comic-Con exclusive. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was uh, Speaking of Comic-Cons, I was kind of upset because... The Back to the Future cast was is going to be in Portland, so it's like Marty McFly, it's 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 Doc, Lorraine, and uh, Biff. All those guys are going to be up in Portland, and I was like, Mandy was like ready to book a trip, and we have a buddy that lives up there, and she messaged him and was like, Hey, can Glenn crash on your couch? And he has family in town, so he couldn't do it. And then he was like, don't waste your time on that con because it's canceled the last few years. And it's, so I'm going to wait and see if there's another con closer. Mm. But, yeah. Is it canceled because of COVID? I think so. Okay. But well, I don't know. Things are starting to go back to normal. So I would assume we'd be uh, hosting cons like that. Right. I don't know. I don't I mean, Saturday night was great. We had a bunch of people out there. So it, it does feel like we're over the hump as far as COVID goes. Which is awesome. Um, I've seen on social media a bunch of face characters. I say a bunch. It's about two or three. Are leaving the Star Cruiser. Really? Yeah. It was on TikTok. And they both kind of appeared independently. And it was the way they presented it. They both, the two that I saw, and I heard that there's more out there. Um, 
it was almost scripted. Like I had a great time. It was the most challenging, um, but it's just time to leave. And they both kind of said the same thing. It was an extended like two to three minute clip. Uh, but I know the Star Cruiser, they had two dinners a night. Mm-hmm. They've only gone down to one. Wow. Because there's just not the demand for it, and they mm-hmm. don't need to have two different dinners so they can cut back on servers. So I'm not sure what's going on with the Star Cruiser. Something weird's happening. It's weird that these two, the two that I saw, left, and they kind of have a scripted response, almost like Disney says, like they had a following or something like that, so you need to let people know I'm no longer here. This is what you need to say. So I don't know if they're making cutbacks. Um, changing things up. I've seen the uh, YouTube warriors who just are looking for clicks saying that this is going to turn into a dinner theater, which is possible, but maybe it's just one overnight experience. I don't know, but it's expensive. I would be cool if they canceled it, or not canceled it, but either did a... I've heard rumors or people talking, what if they did a dinner theater type thing, or they did, would you go on it for 12 hours? Would you pay five, 600 bucks for a 12-hour experience or... You know, and I I think about it, it'd be a heck of a lot easier paying the six hundred bucks for a twelve hour experience than paying five thousand for a forty eight hour experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe they're doing something like that. Maybe they're doing the cutbacks. Is it is it big name characters that they're? No, it's like some guy with a guitar. Um, I don't remember what the other character was. So it's not like the captain or anything. No, it's not the captain or. Okay. It's just more the peripheral characters. I know, uh, I mean, one good thing that Disney's did the last few week, they did cut out the uh, having to pay for parking when mm-hmm. you stay on resorts. So that's nice. And they, they announced it and they did it like that night. They were like, okay, at noon we're announcing this and at midnight you don't have to pay. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. There's still much more they need to do. Uh, <laughs> it, it seems like they're trying, but I know they can't reverse everything in a day. Yeah. You've got to uh, fix things, so... It seems like Disney's doing the right thing, and we'll see. Yep. Yeah. Um, just wanted to talk about some of the movies that we might possibly get. There's news out there that Damon Lindelof from Lost and Watchmen and The Leftovers is working on uh, sequel-based movies. I don't... There's It's, it's kind of wishy-washy. There's not a lot of facts. I don't think it's a sequel to the sequel trilogy. Per se, I think it's going to take place after the sequel trilogy. So in a sense, it is a sequel to the sequel trilogy, but it's not going to be part of the Skywalker saga. You, you know, and I'm down for that. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to just new... I just I want to go back to the theater and I want to see Star Wars on the screen. Right. Petty Jenkins is off of Wonder Woman 3. So hopefully she's just going back to Rogue Squadron. We'll see that. Ryan Johnson still is working on a movie. Yeah. Uh, but he still has to finish Knives Out 3. He's got the Netflix deal. But he says he still talks to Kathleen Kennedy. Um, Taika still has his project, but I'm not sure. There's no, there hasn't been a lot of news after Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie was kind of a step down from Ragnarok, right? And I don't know if it was just too silly or what, or if he needs to refocus this movie because there's not a lot of talk about it. So. Right. I enjoyed Love and Thunder. I mean, it, you you got to go in expecting a movie like that, knowing what what you're getting into. Don't expect like action and stuff and you get a silly movie but if you're expecting a silly movie it was a good movie yeah and there was no straight people in that movie and by straight i mean non-comedic people right the straight man sort of was the common phrase i don't mean lgbtq (laughs) (laughs) um i just felt like it was too many silly people in thor love and thunder gotcha and uh so if he needs to refocus his movie that's great and there's also rumors that 
We've talked about this. Filoni and Favreau have something in the works. But I don't know if that's a Disney Plus movie mm-hmm. or if that's a uh, big screen theater movie. Either way, uh, Favreau and Filoni making a movie together is a slam dunk. Right. Yeah, and, and I speaking of movies, I don't know if my perception of movies is skewed because the past couple of years you're not paying to watch them. You're watching them at home. Yeah. So my, my perception, like Love and Thunder, I think I'd be mad if I paid it to go see it in a theater. But since I, pay, I didn't pay anything, it was on Disney Plus for free. I was fine with it. Same thing with like Wonder Woman 84. If I'd have paid to go see that in a theater, I'd have been pissed. Yeah. But it was free in my house and I had two hours to kill, so why not? Yeah, it's definitely playing a part on the streaming stuff because it's changed our habits. And uh, going up to the winter social and having people over for Thanksgiving and stuff like that, I just never made it to the theater to see uh, Black Panther. And it got to the point where I'm like, well, it's going to be out on Disney Plus in a month and a half or so, so why spend the 50 to 100 bucks taking the family to the theater? I'll just wait for it to hit Disney Plus, which, I mean, Disney Plus just lost out, or Disney itself just lost out on possibly 100 bucks because I'm waiting. Right, and times how many people. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and it is, it's going to stream Wednesday. It's starting streaming Wednesday. This Wednesday? Yep. See? I don't even have to wait. Exactly. That long. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but yeah, back, like, Knives Out, I enjoyed, or no, I watched Glass Onion, I haven't watched Knives Out, but that was a decent movie, it was, I kind of like those movies, it was kind of a weird movie, because in the, I don't, in, like, there's a big twist in the middle of it, it's like, it's almost like the Pulp Fiction thing, where the yeah. movie starts over, Yeah. but in the middle of it, and you're seeing it from different perspectives, so, and it's, it, you gotta pay attention to it, and those kind of movies that make you put your phone down, I, I kind of enjoy. My, uh, <coughs> I have to say it again, Ryan Johnson hasn't made a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know people are screaming in their cars or screaming at the podcast, no, Last Jedi! But I think The Last Jedi is a great movie. I just yeah. think people brought too much of their expectations with Luke Skywalker to that movie, mm-hmm. which brought their experience down. But I don't think it's a bad movie. Right. No, I think the two things that they did wrong with the sequel trilogy is they didn't have a plan, and they either needed to involve the original three, Luke, Han, and Leia, and Chew- well, Chewie and that, sorry, the four, they either needed to have them front and center or not feature them at all. Yeah. What they did with them was ridiculous, and I think that's what pissed a lot of people off. So, with that said, you know, Ryan Johnson having free reign in the Star Wars universe to do something outside of the Skywalker saga is going to be phenomenal. Right. I'm excited about that possibility. But those are the four or five movies that are in the works for Lucasfilm. Um, Kathleen Kennedy's pushing retirement age mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised you know with the contracts being extended and such I wouldn't be surprised if she uh, retires from Lucasfilm soon yeah there's a lot of people that are like I can't wait for Kathleen Kennedy to retire and I'm like she's done good stuff you yeah. know I mean yeah you don't agree with the sequel trilogy but just because you don't agree with the sequel trilogy doesn't mean she didn't do a good job at Lucasfilm yeah because you've got all the, the shows which have been pretty good for the most part um rogue one solo which were phenomenal movies in my opinion the force awakens was great um i enjoyed last jedi skywalker rise of skywalker is the one that uh we'll just move past but <laughs> i think with rise of skywalker they tried fixing too many things yeah absolutely it was too late to turn the ship around because they didn't have a plan we won't go into that but, right um but the question is, who's going to replace her? And I don't want Favreau to replace her. I think he's a great content maker. 
And it would be a shame for him to take that role and we'd lose out on The Mandalorian and this whole thing that they're building up in the five years after Return of the Jedi universe that they're doing. Right. I don't know who would do it. Um, you know, uh, Feige, there's been rumors Feige might do that, but I don't, he's got his Marvel thing and Disney might want to make sure that he can direct that ship because there's so much riding on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he's been the, the architect for that. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think he would switch over, right. but that stranger things have happened, I guess. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Bad Batch. I'm enjoying it. It's been fun. I didn't like the first two. Really? I didn't think anything special about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just another heist. They ended up right where they started. I just... That one didn't work for me, but episode three I thought was a slam dunk. Right. Yeah, episode three was good. I kind of like when they do the single episode arcs. And yeah. it's, you know... Uh, and it's... it's As far as the heist goes, yeah, I don't... I, it's following, I think, the formula for every other show that's like the Bad Batch, where like the A Team, for example, that's the first thing that comes into my mind. Yeah. Where it's like you got to go find something, and they got to close it in an hour. You know, it's like the old school '80s TV shows before we had DVRs and stuff. They had to make those dumb because they wanted it to where if you come in, you know, you get home at seven thirty, you can turn the TV on, and you're like, you can it catches up real fast, so yeah. you're not missing the whole episode. Um, so I think it's that same kind of formula they're used at least for the first two episodes, and then uh, the yeah the crosshair you see the uh, you see you can kind of see an internal struggle struggle with crosshair, but he's like I'm a soldier, soldiers follow, follow orders, and that's it. Yeah, the ending when he when Cody that was the surprise that Cody was back, Clone yeah. Commander Cody, but that he went AWOL. Um, it seems like everyone around Crosshairs is abandoning him for what is right rather mm. than the soldier follows orders. And that's right. the hard line that, that uh, Crosshairs follows. And it's it's interesting to see people just kind of drop out from him and say, no, this is wrong. Right. And so he's got people he's close to over and over again saying this is wrong. So it's, it's an interesting setup for his character arc. Right. And I just felt the first two episodes was like filler. Mm-hmm. You're starting the season with filler. Um, but I thought maybe episode three should have been the first episode to kind of set things up. Right. Well, they, they had to, I guess, set expectations or whatever. I mean, yeah, it was filler, but, you know, it was a reset, I think. Yeah. The first episode, first two episodes. Because you learned, okay, Omega has grown and you, you got to see them all in their new uh, armor. And, you know, there's definitely a time jump, but you don't know how big of a time jump. Yeah. You don't, you don't know how fast Omega's set to, to grow. Yeah. So, um, did you catch the Easter egg of the Boba Fett helmet in the background at SIDS? No. There's a prototype Boba Fett helmet in the background. Oh, was there? Yeah. That's interesting. I'll have to go back and watch that. So now there's rumors that, like, Omega's going to don the Boba Fett armor. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'd be all for that. Um, I thought, I like the new Stormtrooper helmets, like the proto early version. Yeah. And I was like, what, what is that? What are they trying to signal? But then later on, they called out the defense recruitment bill, mm-hmm. which sounded like it would repl- replace the clones. So I think these are recruits, non-clone recruits, mm-hmm. that are donning prototype stormtrooper helmets, and they become stormtroopers. They're not clones anymore. Right. I think that, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's what they did was they had, okay, these are the clones, and they've got these helmets, and then the stormtroopers are these guys. So yeah. you've got two different things. And it did feel... 
at least on the third episode that they were definitely saying a lot more clones they made a point to feel like clones are starting to a go AWOL because they don't agree with the Empire yeah and their the clones war is the clones um, possessive war is over right and so they're kind of without a cause and they're just doing what they always done but it's not what they need to be doing anymore I don't know right no, you're making sense, but yeah. Their time has passed. Their their purpose has passed, and they're looking for new purpose in the galaxy, and maybe they're like, war's not it. Yeah. We're done with war. The thing that we were created for is over. Right. So the whole episode three uh, set up the, the season for the universe in, in that respect. Um, and I mean, like, it's the universe at large. What's going on in the Star Wars universe in this time for the clones, which I thought was interesting, and the whole crosshairs... Um, arc I thought was more interesting than what happened in the first two episodes. Right. So I'm, I, yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Crosshair and is he going to finally, you know, get that stick out of his butt for yeah. you know the Empire. Yeah. But did you finish Willow? Yes. What'd you think? Um, I'm trying to. Once I got done watching it, I'm trying to look at it through your eyes, where you're like the fa- the bad or the sloppy writing in it. I enjoyed it. Um, but the only part that kind of, as you, you know, looking at it through your eyes was like, why did he have to break his staff? He didn't have to break his staff. He yeah. could have just handed it to her, you know, it was a little bit over dramatic, but I enjoy, you know, the battle was great. The, yeah, it was a good, I, I've, I enjoyed the series. Uh, it does feel like there's going to be two more seasons. The way that they, with the closing credit scene. Yeah, it seemed like they were setting up. Yeah, there's just season one of season, th- of three seasons. Um, I thought, I liked the first episode, and I liked the, the last episode. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think this could have been a Disney Plus movie. Right. And I probably would have enjoyed it, because it would have been tighter. The writing would have been better, less filler. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I did... I enjoyed it. It felt like, I mean, there were some subtle theaties like Laura, Laura Dannon's, her hair seemed to be getting redder. Yeah. And then they had like a flashback scene and then all of a sudden it's yellow. I mean, why a blonde again? So you're like, okay, I'm not imagining that. I don't think it was blonde. I think that was the bad guy taking form as her to trick the other dude mm-hmm. into, into following him. The worm. Okay. I think the worm made itself look like a Laura Dannon. With mm-hmm. the short blonde hair, I don't think that. Oh was no, her. no, 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 no! Like in the wedding scene, in the wedding scene, oh. it was blonde. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, Sorry. yeah. So, I thought you meant so, the end. Yeah, but the end that was totally the worm or totally somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was it, it. Was good. I felt bad for the for the wizard because you were just like, all right, um, you know, his story's just beginning, but now you realize it. You got a totally other opposite end of it because he's not really dead. Yeah, he's just in Hades or Purgatory or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, that weird universe. Right. But yeah, yeah, and I don't blame him because if she showed up to me dressed like that, I'd follow her too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's creepy. (laughs) She was like all in leather and stuff. It's a little cringe. Speaking of cringe, Hasbro (laughs) held a Q and A this week with a bunch of fan channels. Uh, Chris and Jing were there. They answered a lot of questions, um, and, and I watched all four of the sessions to kind of bring about the the spark notes of what I learned. So I'll talk a little bit about that. There was some friction between the fan, fan channels and Hasbro. There was a lot of confrontation, and it felt 
It felt cringy. Mm-hmm. And it felt like some of these fan channels were whiny babies. You know, why does the vintage collection version of Andor have non-accurate boots, but the Black Series does? And it's just like, Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Oh, my God. That was an argument. <laughs> and they have a budget that they have to operate in, and they're doing the best they can with the budget that they have. And if there's a problem, they need to up the budget for the, the line itself. Um, for the vintage collection, they're able to pull other pieces, which are in the spirit of the boots that Andor had. They're right. not the exact boots. But people were complaining, why does Black Series have that and I don't? Well, it's the same thing with Marvel Legends because they can pull through a bunch of stuff. And if they can save money on casting or uh, molding, why not? Yeah. They got to do what they got to do. Like, the Panda Baba is not screen accurate from the Black Series. This is actually Luke Skywalker's yellow jacket. Oh, I, now I see it, yeah. Yeah, and it's been painted orange because that's what Panda Baba has. And it's pretty close, and and you didn't even recognize that. No, I mean, now that I see it, it looks like it could be a whole Luke Skywalker body, and then you just put Ponda Baba's head on it. Yeah, absolutely. Different hands, different head. So they have to do that kind of stuff. At least we get the figure, but I guess some people would say, well, it's not the figure. It's not an accurate figure, so. You know what? You know what? Star Wars fans need to quit being babies. Yeah. (laughs) Hasbro did say that sometimes... Lucasfilm is able to make the shows faster than the figures can come out. So, I mean, they could do a show with the volume and all that stuff in, a, in 12 months. It takes them two years right. to make the figure. So, I understand that now. Um, I'm sure it's not always true. It's probably true in some cases. Uh, but that's why some of the figures don't come out on time. Right. And, and Lucasfilm is uh, notorious for keeping everything close to the chest. When yeah. it comes to that kind of stuff, so yeah, they're not. So yeah, you, you're a year into making it, but then they may not release it until the move. They may not get what they need until the show comes out. Yeah, they did say that the Halloween and the holiday figures are doing good. They've got a positive response for those custom figures that they're doing mm-hmm. six inch stuff. Someone suggested a holiday Wampa. That'd be cool. And I thought you would like that, yeah. so that's why I included it. <laughs> um, they asked about the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Um, Chris said. That what they've announced, he feels, and this is more like a feeling, it's not an exact, like, this is the first six months, but he did feel like he's only revealed the first half of the year. Okay. So there's more for the 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi on its way. Um, they were talking about, there was a lot of talk, a lot of confrontation about the the Boba Fett that came out, the comic book looking Boba Fett. Uh-huh. Um, it was interesting because Hasbro, when they had their press release, said it would be twenty one ninety nine, and Target came out with twenty two ninety nine, and Hasbro kind of seemed like they put them in front of the bus, just like they're able to charge whatever they want. Right, it's not our problem. So, uh, but they did say that it's not a straight repack. That they do have. There's a lot of um, a lot of stuff that goes into making that figure. Rocker hips. It takes three different molds, for example, and then you got to have someone assemble that. And they said it was a very highly detailed figure and it costs a lot to make um and when you don't have a full wave to kind of balance out the cost mm-hmm. you know you're just making that one that's going to target it's going to cost more so well maybe they when they announce that kind of stuff they need to say that oh it's a you know we put rocker hips in it or we put new joints in it and and then people may be happier with it uh to me it doesn't matter because i'd keep that kind of figure at least in the package but yeah. i don't need two more Boba Fett's. I mean, I could need them, but it's just, it's like the, you know, 
I, I, I don't know. But you see, like, I, shit. I'm losing. I'm, I think I'm jumping ahead, but I'll, I'll say this. But I've noticed, like, the six-inch Boba Fett Black Series carded 40th anniversary. Those things used to fly off the shelf. Now they're sitting on the shelf. And, of course, they're $35 or $33, so that yeah. may play into it. Yeah. And you already have, you already spent $35 on that Boba Fett, so why would I want it on a card? Yep. But you'll go to Target, and there's six of them sitting on the shelf. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm jumping the game. Yeah, you're jumping ahead. I see there. That's the main topic. We'll yeah. get to that, why people are, it seems like people are quitting Black Series and they're stepping away from the hobby. So we'll get into that, but but you're right. So I just, I think it, it that, yeah, like I said, I'm jumping the game, but... Yeah. Um, interestingly, more retro collection in 2023, and it sounds like it's not just re-releases. Um, someone did ask for a Power of the Force 2 retro line, uh, but they're not at the 70s retro, so don't expect that to happen. We're not going to get Buff Luke anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But nothing is off the table, they said, and uh, Star Wars has fun history. Um Someone was asking for a buff Mando and a buff Grogu, which I thought would be interesting to see a Power of the Force 2 style Mandalorian and Grogu. Oh my. If they really want the Power of the Force 2 stuff, they just need to go to any flea market. Yeah, exactly. To find it. You don't have to search hard to find that stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll print out you a retro sticker, sell it to you for 50 cents. You slap that on the figure itself. We'll go to uh, Second Chance and just buy the whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That'd be that. That's fine. If you really want Power of the Force two retro stuff, man, just go to any toy store. They have them plent- plentiful. They hinted at a Hasla for twenty twenty three. Okay. Someone did throw out the idea of a TVC ghost, and all they did was a light laugh. They're 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 not announcing anything that hasn't been announced yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I like that someone threw out the ghost for you, so right. they were yeah, taking I, care of you. I, I think people are are waiting on that ghost. Uh, if it's not through Micro Galaxy Squadron, I think. I, I, we are going to get a ghost this year. I don't know who's going to put it out, but somebody will make a ghost this year. I have a feeling. It's it's too... The timeline, it, it's just... People are wanting it, and then you have Ahsoka coming out, which you know that the ghost will be featured in it. So somebody is going to make a ghost this year. Yeah, yeah. I would say April to summer, somewhere late spring, early summer, is the time that a ghost will drop. Right. Micro Galaxy Squadron or HasLab, whatever the case may be, it's it's going to be something like that. Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Let's just double dip on that one. <laughs> and then people are going to bitch that it came with the wrong Phantom or the Phantom don't fit in right. Or oh my god, oh. They complained about uh, pre-orders. Yeah. And pre-orders are dictated by the vendor. They allocate numbers for pre-orders. So if they're ordering ten thousand figures, five thousand of those figures are pre-ordered. Okay. And then the other five are, and this is not what they said. This is just me using it as an example. The other five will be used when the the time comes. So if it's January thirty first, they've already sold out five thousand pre orders, and then on January thirty first, they're going to use the other five thousand to sell on their online store. Um, but it helps them gauge future items. So for example, if an Obi Wan Kenobi pre order sells out, um, going forward, they might be making more of an Obi-Wan Kenobi figure available in the future. That doesn't mean the exact figure, mm-hmm. but they know the character's popular. So instead of 10,000 figures, we need to do 15 for the next version of Obi-Wan. Gotcha. Um, sustainability is a concern. If you're a sequel trilogy fan, there's very little out there for you. Right. Um, which is interesting because 
it's all of the old kind of school collectors, original trilogy, prequel stuff. There's nothing for sequel trilogy. There's nothing to nurture those that fandom. Uh, for kids, there's the lightsabers, and then there's the the babies, which are Mattel figures. I, I think so. Yeah, the baby. Yeah, because my baby wife actually. And stuff. Yeah, my wife actually collected all of those because there again you were able to find them on clearance. So she's like, I'll just get them all. But sustainability does tie into what we're going to talk later. Right about the future of the line but it is a concern and they need to be doing more or lucasfilm needs to be doing more to attract more for kids yeah i i you know i and i think the galaxy micro galaxy squadron there again is a good step in the right direction because like as being us being adult collectors we can have that stuff and you know our kids could play with it and if they break it it's it's a big deal, but I know I can probably find another one for cheap. Or you could like right now with Target selling the stuff for six bucks, you can go buy them and say, mm-hmm. play with these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. No, I think a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I did uh, suggest on a p- previous episode that they do seem to sculpt once and then scale for six inch and three point seven five. And they did kind of admit that's what they do, but there's some still engineering that goes on. So if they have a six inch figure and they scale it down to 3.75, the engineering is not the same. So there is some work that has to go into um, joint making, wall thickness. Um, You can have a thinner wall, even though like it'll be thicker for six inch, but when you scale that down, that might be too thin for 3.75. So they might have to um, increase the, the wall thickness for some of those smaller figures but there is some engineering that goes on so that i thought it was just interesting that they kind of confirmed what i was suspecting that they sculpt once mm-hmm. and mold twice right. scale it down or I, I, you know they got it they got to cut costs man i mean and if the technology's there so why not yeah if you can do if it's you're 90 percent of the way there and it just takes 10 percent to change it you know it's, it's cost savings yeah Someone asked about finishing the original 21 Kenner figures, this Black Series, and Chris almost slipped up and said something. Okay. But he stopped himself, and he, he gave the normal line, we can't announce anything. Yeah. We can't talk about anything that hasn't been announced. I don't know if they mean, when they say the original 21, are they talking like the Gontroid as a Black Series figure, or are they specifically talking about that line they're doing with the retro painting on the figure, so it looks like... like this Greedo, for example, this is the Kenner Greedo. They took off the vest. They gave him the orange jumpsuit. Or the, excuse me, the, the lime green jumpsuit. I was mm-hmm. looking at Ponda Baba as I picked it up. <laughs> so I don't know if they mean more these Black Series, the ones that have been can- painted to look like uh, the original Kenner figure, or are they talking about Hammerhead? You know, yeah. We don't have a Hammerhead yet. Are they talking about uh, Snaggletooth? We don't have a Snaggletooth yet. Or are they looking for those in the original colors? Right. Either way... I want a snaggletooth and a hammerhead. So let's go, Hasbro. Right. And you printed your own gunk droid, so you're good with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I printed one for myself, oh, to be man. honest. <laughs> Should make one. All right. Um, someone did ask about vintage collection, small speeders and vehicles. Hasbro would love to do more of those, but they didn't seem like a priority right now. I think, again, it's just because we've been trained when a vehicle's on the store shelf, we're just going to wait for it to go on clearance. Right. Um, they were asked about a Blurg. There's no plans right now, but they said that they love the Blurg. Um, it was a different response when they asked about the N1 Starfighter for mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. There was response was a complete different. It was completely different. It was like we have nothing to announce. We'll see what come what happens later down the pike. Right. It wasn't the 
we love it. It would be great. It was this, that. It was just stern. We have nothing to announce right now. You think they don't want to have another Rancor slip up? Probably, yes. I wouldn't. If I was a betting man, I would say that there's an N1 Starfighter about to drop mm. in the next couple months. Right. Based on the response. Comparing the Blurg to the N1 Starfighter. You know, one seemed like, yeah, that's great. That'd be a great opportunity. Well, maybe we'll do the Blurg. And then the N1 Starfighter. We have nothing to announce. We can't talk about it. We'll see what happens later down the road. Right. Okay. Right. We'll, we'll see the N1 Starfighter soon. <laughs> exactly. Not like, oh, when the Rancor comes out next week, everybody's like, oh, Patrick, why? Yeah. It was not Patrick. It's Chris. Oh, was it Chris? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Patrick has gone behind the curtain. You don't see Patrick anymore. Oh, okay. He's the face of hate. Oh. In the community. Gotcha. People don't like Patrick. All right. Chris is the one that's the yes man that's always smiling. and. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I give Chris some credit because when I was at Celebration... Have I talked about this? I don't know. We can talk about it because it's been a year. When I was at, yeah, it was in May. At Celebration, I was just walking through the Hasbro booth, and Chris had a Darksaber. Mm -hmm. He just walked up to a kid. He's like, here you go. That's awesome. And the kid was like, huh? And the dad was just like, what do you say? Thank you. He's like, Chris was just like, enjoy, have fun. Oh, so he just gave him a Darksaber? He just gave a random kid in the Hasbro booth a Darksaber. Wow. Like the $200 Darksaber? Yeah. The Black Series. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good on him, you know. Yeah. I and I think that's the reason why I like going to cons like that because magic happens when you're at a con. Yeah, you may not get it every time, but you at least like you you can at least see it happen. And yeah, you're like, you're, I saw it happen. There was no cameras around. Mm-hmm. It was just like, let's just give that kid a, a dark saber. Let's just do something nice. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't for clicks. It wasn't for likes. It wasn't for goodwill. It was just like, let's just do that for that kid. Right. And I thought that was really sweet. And so. You know, and then, I don't really hate Chris as much, I think, right. because of that. <laughs> no, that's good on them because it then you're becoming, when something like that happens, now you got a lifelong fan because that kid's going to remember that forever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when they were asked about windowless figures and figure swapping, uh, they're not going to make any changes to their packaging, mm-hmm. but they had no answers to that. Right. What to do. They didn't have anything to solve. No one suggested the, the Legos tape. Or if you tape it up, things change. Um, That's the only thing they can do is some kind of tape because I and there again, you know, and, and we're bringing stuff up that we've talked about before. But once we when we talk to Max from Jazzwares, he opened your he opens your eyes to stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and it makes a whole lot of sense why they're doing the the windowless stuff because it is, you know, packaging is the one piece that you have it for five minutes and you're in the it's in the trash. Change is never easy. Right. So when you're going through change like this, this is a huge change where you can, you grew up 40 years seeing your figures in package and suddenly you can't. And then you've got the case of this Dungeon and Dragon figure. Oh my God. Um, and there's only four instances of it, but it's like social media influencers, action figure influencers who got the, the new Dungeons and Dragon. Um, Pixel Dan opened up his and he moved the arm and the arm snapped off. Right. Like the plastic just snapped in half. So he's like, maybe it was just a bad one. Maybe it was the cold because I guess he lives up in the Northwest and, you know, plastic can get brittle. And he got another one. He waited for it to warm up and he moved the arm again on this new figure. It snapped off. Um, There's figures without heads. The head snapped off in transit before they opened it. Uh, It's a disadvantage of having the the plastic um, without the plastic in the window. Um, But that's the worst case scenario. Right. And when people see that, you know, I... I worry that's going to play into the success of all the toy lines going forward. Right. And yeah, I feel that. But as long as 
the stores are being um, respectful and they understand and in case stuff happens and they swap it, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is the the figure swaps. And I've seen it and I've seen pictures of it. I actually seen it locally where somebody somebody took bought a um, holiday Mandalorian and put like a dark well or some like a um, a clone pilot or something in it and yeah. returned the dark returned it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've seen where people put like arms like there was one thing of a wrestler somebody took the belts and something else and then put like arms where the belts were just filled the holes so nobody's paying attention. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's Walmart training your people or, you know, t- retailers are going to have to train your people to check returns better. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way to do it. And if you do some anti-theft, uh, uh, some tape that you can tell it's been messed with. Yeah. It's the only way you're going to be able to battle that. Yeah, yeah they just got to make sure they have great plastic. They can't cut back on the plastic. Right. Uh, because when things arrive broken like that I mean, it's just the worst case scenario and i don't think collectors want to see that they want to see a positive experience with this new packaging so someone asked about an a-wing a black series scale a-wing and the the, the log line was given we can't talk about anything that has been announced but they said they did confirm that vehicles don't work well in that scale because they're huge they're huge and an A-Wing, which is a smaller version of like an X-Wing or a B-Wing or a Y-Wing, it's like the smaller of those vehicles, they said that's just straight up too expensive and they probably won't be doing that. Right, because you're, you're paying, you're at $100 a vehicle for those. So that's, it's hard to spend that. I mean, how much do you think they would sell this Cantina for? 300 bucks? I'd say five. You think five? This yeah. This isn't complete, but yeah. I, I'd say something that size would be about five that's, and it'd have to be a HasLab. It's just crazy. And not a lot of people would be able to afford that or buy that. And or it wouldn't be success- successful. Right, or have the space. Yeah. I don't have the space. I can't even finish this one. <laughs> Asked about finishing the 96, and it sounded like it's not a priority for Hasbro. They'll do it if they can. Uh, but they wouldn't put any obscure Kenner figures um, over hot, relevant characters. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're going to not do a Mandalorian figure for... Who haven't they made yet? That's your department, man. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, have they made a Maydean in the vintage collection? I'm not sure they have. I don't have. think so. They might, but I don't think... I don't think they have. And so they're not going to put a Mandalorian figure down below beneath Maydean. Right. Or something like that. So they said the TVC is not going away, and they have many years ahead of them. So it's it's going to happen eventually, maybe. But asked about patch, packaging standards... Uh, example was crushed bubbles at Walmart. All they said was that they work with retail partners and stress the importance of delivering things um, in mint condition. They had a conversation with Walmart and they're looking for ways to improve shipping in 2023. Do you want me to keep going or is this getting boring? No, dude, you're good. I'm sorry, my car. I'm sorry, my no, car's no, in the shop. And I, I'm just I'm, trying to read the room. I'm not I know, read the good. room. I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm just saying, like, is this working? I got no. It's working. I got two more. Now two more. I, do it. Now that I say it. <laughs> Uh, they were asked why figures. Did I already talk about this one? They, they they were asked why a figure gets repaint. They asked why. They were asking why a figure like a repaint gets made when other figures fans have been asking for get overlooked. Uh, Hasbro said they have a budget they have to adhere to, so no new tools, or new tools, kit bashing, things like that. They all have to fall in line with the budget they've established for the Star Wars line. Mm-hmm. They said a repaint like, and I'm assuming this, the comic book version of 
Boba Fett were an additive. So they have a budget, whether that's $200,000, you know, a year. What I'm just right. throwing numbers out. And they have to make vintage collection figures in that budget. But then something like this comic book Target sounds like Target pays for them to make that figure, uh, which is an additive, which is why that gets made over a vintage collection meeting, for example. I mean, yeah, if Target's going to pay, I mean... It's the same thing like everything. You you know, uh, if somebody, if you've got a line of stuff you're working on and then somebody, you know, that's, you're paying for it and then Target comes through and is like, hey, I'll pay you a half a million dollars for this figure or whatever, that figure's going to get made first. Yeah. I don't blame them for doing that. Yeah. It's, it's like that with everything. You know, you pay money, you pay for it, you can get moved to the front of the line. Um, breaking news, a capitalistic... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> A for-profit company is trying to make money. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, no. Putting money before fans. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> um, Hasbro did note the concern from fans about the increased cost, which in every session that I've heard or saw, everybody was asking about the increase in cost mm-hmm. for both Black Series and Vintage Collection. Um, they were they were asking Hasbro the tough question, is is cost going to make this line unsta- un- unsustainable for a collector? Mm. And they didn't have an answer. And what answer can you give at that point? The right. team is working at cost and quality, but they had no comment on the longevity of a line with the stress of cost um, you know, affecting the stress being that the, the cost of buying figures might break a collector later down the road. Right. Are, are we talking Black Series or TVC or both? Both. I mean, you got a $17 TVC figure and a, $23, a $27 Black Series figure. Mm-hmm. These are just getting more and more expensive. What you could at one point buy five figures, five Black Series figures for a hundred bucks. Right. Now you're getting three. Yeah, essentially. I, I think well, you've got to and, and and shoot, what am I trying to say? Anyway, the thing that just look at like oh, what's the the Four Horsemen? Uh, Mythic Legions. Mythic Legions. They're charging what thirty bucks for a figure. Something like that. But you're getting a hell of a figure for thirty bucks. I think that. If the quality's there and if the accessories are there, you know, people are not going to have problems paying that. Just like the Bandai stuff, you're paying fifty to hundred dollars for a figure on a Bandai, on a little, on a somewhere it's a little smaller. It's like a five inch figure, but you're getting so much more with that figure. You yeah. know, I I think if Hasbro would just say, you know, f it, we're going to charge you thirty five, forty bucks for a figure, but you're going to get all this stuff with the figure, we'd have no problem with it. Like if that that FET that you said, if that was the norm, that new FET, yeah, and it was a forty dollar figure, but you got well that one I think needs more to it. But if you got a figure with that much stuff, that you know like hands and heads, yeah, throw a couple of hands, throw a couple of heads in there, and you're charging forty dollars for that figure, I'd have no problem paying that. Right, but they're cutting costs to save money. You're not going to get that. No, well that's what I'm saying. They need to say yeah. F's cutting yeah. costs. Let's <clears throat> up our price and give them more, and people would do it. People would gripe, but. You you would also look at the packaging and be like, okay, I'm getting all this extra stuff. Yeah, and I'd be fine with it. I'd it, it would, I wouldn't buy as many, but I'd be more happier with my purchases. So that last question leads into the topic of the week. Yes, which is so I've noticed people starting to back out of buying Black Series, mm-hmm. and so the question I kind of had was, how much is too much? Right. At what point do I drop out and say no more vintage collection? I've kind of taken a step back from the Black Series. Because it's just too expensive. Mm-hmm. I can buy more vintage collection figures than I can for Black Series. But what is the breaking point? And we kind of put that out to the audience, too. We yep. asked it on Facebook. We got tons of responses right. this and week. But 
and uh, your break your to, to reiterate the way you approached it was the hobby in general not just tvc or black series it's right. like what time to when do i step away from collecting and as a whole yeah to, to reiterate stuff but yeah, yeah we got uh, some really awesome responses we'll get into that i also wanted to talk about age which i don't think gets looked at enough right because it seems like the younger kids are not buying the figures i know some do right but i don't know if it's a big crowd like it is today for the older generation right um I think at one point we had like 25,000 collectors buying action figures and that's since dwindled to about 15 mm -hmm. and I don't have any faction figures. Uh, I can't point to look at this, you know, article that says it happened to de to decline. Um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought <laughs> in trying to say that sentence. But it does seem like there's been a decline in the number of collectors. The costs are going up. Um, you know, why are people leaving the hobby or, or if you haven't left the hobby what's it going to take right um, going back to age that's where i was going so if you're 45 so if you were 10 years old in 1977 when star wars came out and you started buying the action figures today you're about 55 roughly yeah so you're about 10 years away from retirement so yeah you you have more disc discretionary income but are you going to be collecting when you're 65 in 10 years and in going on down, you know, so does that mean that we have about 20 years left of the hobby mm -hmm. and the younger generation will take a left turn and go somewhere else? I don't know. I just, and these are some of the things that I've just been questioning in my head. I don't know if right. we have any answers to them. I, I don't have any answers. I mean, are we going to go the, the way of model trains and model cars where there are still people that do it? But it's more of a niche. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I think that may be the answer. But Star Wars, I, I don't see Star Wars going anywhere as a whole because with Disney powering it and them having lands you know in their theme parks for Star Wars Star Wars I don't think is going anywhere it's like I think Star Wars and Pixel not, is it not, is it Pixel who the uh, it's Toy Story who, that, Pixar. Pixar Pixar sorry I think Star Wars and Pixar are kind of on the same level yeah you know and as you don't you know like Toy Story you don't you still see the Toy Story characters but then they're developing more stuff so maybe at a Star Wars will get to that point where you're still seeing more Star Wars stuff, but it's you know you're getting away from the main characters, which I think that's where they're going. Yeah, maybe. You were talking about movies. I'm thinking about Lego, the Lego Movie, mm -hmm. which was a phenomenal hit. Lego Batman came out a couple years later, and a couple years after that, Lego Movie Two came out, but that didn't perform as well as the Lego Movie. And some mm -hmm. might say, well, it's a lesser movie. Others might say that the audience from the Lego movie growed, grew up. Right. And they were too old to see the Lego movie, too. Which, if you apply that to Star Wars, you know, maybe people might get too old and, and age out. If Hasbro's starting to dwindle the budget because they see that it's not as strong as it once was, the brand is not as strong, mm -hmm. that's a sign right there that perhaps that the hobby's winding down. I don't know. Right. The modern line. And, and like you're saying, you know, like, because you do have, you're going to have a gap, I think. Because, like, all the kids now that are, like, your kids' age that are, like, in their early teens, yeah. you know, they're going to they're gonna probably go out of it in, in their teenage years. So then you're going to have another 10 or 15 years till they start having kids. And then they're like, oh, I want to get my kids into what I was in. So I think there's going to be an ebb and flow. It may be a 5 to 10 year, you know, where things go, go to crap. And then all of a sudden they're back. Yeah. Unless the kids that are 5 and 6 now then you know you're gonna have to have generations 
liking Star Wars. So I think that's what Hasbro's kind of trying to do, or Star Wars rather, where they're like with the dolls and with the, yeah. you know, whether it's not Galactic Heroes anymore, but with the stuff for the younger kids, and then you've got them till they're 15 or 16. And then you've then at that point the people that were out you know ten years ago now they're having kids and their kids are you know yeah. it's gonna there it's got to be a perpetual wheel type thing that Hasbro yeah. needs to get that that I could see them trying but they need to do a better job or they're trying to do a good job. Let's look at the generational differences. Whereas we prefer to buy video games, right? And kids today will just download the right to play the video game on the Xbox. So they're not buying a physical disc, right? Same thing with DVDs. They'll just buy it off of iTunes, and I prefer to still go to Best Buy and get the physical disc because then I feel like I got something with my money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to play in a part to the success of Star Wars. Kids, younger generations don't seem to want to have the thing. They're good with the digital asset. Right. Well, I mean, that's happened in the music industry. Uh, yeah. You know, it's cheaper to go spend 12 bucks a month on Spotify than buying the, the physical copy, but... There's also been a regeneration or a re- resurgence in LPs where people will pay 50 bucks for an LP, an album. You know, they may never play, but they're like, I've got this really cool artwork. Right. And, and I, yeah, you're right. I don't think people are going to have rooms like we have full of Star Wars stuff. They may have a shelf. This will be a niche someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Black Series, do you think, what, 40 bucks is too expensive for a single Black Series figure? If it's... One guy, if it's a Guido with a gun, yes. Guido, Guido, Guido with the yeah. gun, yes. Yeah. I, I, it's too much money. Uh, if they're going to put extra heads and sculpts, if I think that this is too, they needed ha- extra hands and extra heads. If they were to put an extra head in there and an extra set of hands, then you're then you're where you need to be with that figure. Yeah, we're talking about the Tython Boba Fett. I see that they just on the um, backpack because you know Han hits the backpack and Return of the Jedi and breaks it. Right in the show, they put a. A steel band-aid for lack of a better term right now mm-hmm. over it this they just painted the steel on it it's not even a raise it's just they reused the old jetpack and they slapped some silver paint on it to act as that patch but yeah, it's that's not pretty a bad. raised patch on the and i mean how hard would it have been to take one that you already have molded i mean you would have had to make steel molds and stuff i understand that yeah you know, it's twenty thousand dollars versus a hundred thousand dollars. So, and, and people may be like, "Oh, look, they did that." I, so I think forty dollars is way too much. You know, thirty dollars for a black series, single black series figures, making me kind of step back and say, yeah. "I prefer to grab a micro galaxy ship than a black series figure." Um, I never finished the Obi Wan Kenobi line. Mm-hmm. I think I, I want to pick up Obi Wan, but that's about it. So you want to do the Black Series Obi-Wan that's stocking the shelves right now that's peg-warming? No, this or... one, the white version. The, the one that's on Target is the blue version of Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. This is the white kind of Jedi all alone cutting up a space whale. <laughs> that's the one that I want. Okay. And so you would pay 25 to $30 for that figure with just a, a couple of accessories? Yeah, I think I want just that one because... Because that was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think it's more of a personal preference. Like, I don't feel like you need to get the Darth Vader. Right. If the Darth Vader had the split-out helmet, then yeah, I'd grab that one. But, but That's it, what I'm talking about. If you would throw... You could do a normal Darth Vader. It'd be the same... Well, you'd have to remold the head. You'd have to re- remold the, the neck. The neck. Well, the, the neck, because then you'd have to put a neck joint in it. Or something where the head can pop off. 
So I'm saying because yeah. of last year, I would yes, I want I would spend twenty five dollars on Obi Wan Kenobi because mm-hmm. of last year, right. the experience, the celebration, all that stuff. And because Hugh and McGregor is such a sexy man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for Darth Vader, I already have a bunch of Darth Vaders. I don't need a, a Obi-Wan accurate Darth Vader. Right. Um, if the helmet was cracked, then yeah, I would consider that, but no. Right. Um, 30 bucks is pushing it. And for the vintage collection, for a regular figure, I would have thought 20 bucks was too much, but mm-hmm. I did order that comic book version of Obi- uh, for Boba Fett. Right. I don't know. Maybe like a regular release, twenty bucks is too much for a vintage collection figure. I, I have to agree a hundred percent. I think fifteen is where they need to be. And what are they right now? Sixteen. Yeah, I think they're pushing it on the regular releases. I'll pull up Hasbro Pulse real quick, but yeah, it's it's just getting to be more challenging to collect the things that we like modern wise, um, because of the cost. And so when I look at uh, the Cassian Andor from the vintage collection, it's $17.99. We're three bucks away from um, that $20 mark. Paz Vizsla, which is a bigger figure, is $27.99. The Skiff Guard is $16.99. So it's Yeah, you're it's pushing, pushing it. it. It's pushing. Okay. But, I mean, that Paz Vizsla's got a lot more stuff to it. It's so. a lot more plastic. And it's got more accessories, right? Yeah. So... We asked uh, people on Facebook, uh, Ted from The Force, of course, said, I haven't stopped collecting, but I've certainly pared down what I collect. I used to be a completionist with Black Series, as was I, and that's me commenting on that, Jason. And now I've only picked up a few figures that I'm drawn to for one reason or another, which would be me for that Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's Jason talking, not Ted. (laughs) But back to Ted. Typically, one or two of each wave um, I'll pick up. uh, Display space is smaller. There's a small consideration that went into this decision. The money-grabbing repaints are a large consideration, although the pandemic brought on challenges with finding figures and online sales taking some of the thrill out of the hunt. That aspect didn't slow me down. I didn't see. I don't see leaving collecting behind completely any, at any time soon as I'm still having fun with it, but I'm picking up way less than I have in the past. And I said that uh, cost seems to be a theme based on uh, what he was saying then also what people were saying in the Hasbro Q&A and uh, he came back and said cost has been a factor for a couple figures for me Cobb Vanth comes to mind I don't feel like a figure that I wanted to pay didn't feel like a figure he wanted to pay 35 bucks for uh, but he caught a sale much closer to the, the cost that he would so he picked that up as long as he can get a figure under 30 bucks and it's a figure he wants He'll add it to his collection and keep buying. Yeah, that I have to agree with that. That Cobb Vanth, I was excited about because his that that character was so awesome in uh, Book of Boba Fett and then or Mandalorian, whichever. Well, he was in both of them. And then when the figure came out, it was just it was a downer on that figure. Uh, and there again, it was a thirty-five, forty-dollar figure. Yeah. Alfonso. Yeah. Who does our who did our logo said that uh, prices. Uh, he's, he has quit um, collecting. Prices is number one. It's not worth the amount for the figure. Uh, fighting over scalpers for, for prices to compete with the things that he wants is not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, he feels bad when he would buy a $38 exclusive figure that he can buy now for $6 on Target. That's yeah. a problem. That's a big problem. Um, he said that quality is cheap and non consistent articulation for what he wants is uh, is one of the factors mm-hmm. um 
repaints, repacks, re thirty, re thirtieth, re fortieth, re fiftieth anniversaries. Like it's all getting repacked, and it's just not worth getting anymore. Prices compared to AEW, WWE, Marvel Legends, or even McFarlane are way cheaper and better quality. McFarlane even does seven inches, so I haven't compared cost between um, other figures. I'm just so focused on Star Wars, but I, I guess I can't comment on that one. But it, I, I think it has to go back to licensing because they are paying probably a ten to twenty percent licensing fee for Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and George Lucas, well, now it's Disney, but George Lucas was not going to let Hasbro get the best of them like he did the first go around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I I, I agree because it does feel like Star Wars. You're paying up, you're paying a premium premium for everything Star Wars. You know, I, I I have a Nixon Boba Fett watch on, for example. This watch without the Star Wars, it's let's say it's a hundred dollar watch without the Star Wars, but it's a hundred and twenty dollar watch because they paid the Star tax. Wars Boba. Yeah, you got the Boba tax or the Star Wars tax on it, so you feel that. Star Wars is always something more expensive. It's always more expensive. Uh, he also said too much variation in card variation, color variation, etc. So when he says color variation, I don't know if he means like the carbonized version. But I do agree with the card. I think we don't need to archive anymore. Um, the, as much as I like the, the Clone Wars, the Tartakovsky Black Series Clone Wars, the packaging, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably what he's talking about. There's too many of those to track down and now with the, because I was looking at those like the General Grievous is a totally different. Is that the? It's the same Grievous. It's got a different paint scheme to match what was in the cartoon. But like the, the Samuel L. Jackson, the Mace ter- Window, Mace Window that they just put armor on him, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the same head. Same head, but it, those I there again I I'm, those are characters we haven't gotten in that style, so why not buy it if you were into it? Yeah. Uh, but it's more. It's hard to justify buying something just because I like the card back, but I know people do do that. Do do that. Do do. Do do. Said do do. I said do do. <laughs> and then he found he uh he ended with deluxe figures with barely deco or accessories, which you're saying with this Boba Fett. Right. That's a problem too. So yeah, people are starting to step away. I guess. Right. Uh, Tim Thiel. It's been a while since I've seen Tim. I think last spring was when I saw yeah. him when we when he did the painting the Yoda painting for yeah, the, I saw him at, uh, yeah. Toilana. yeah he said he stepped away but for a lot of reasons he's been collecting since before there were Kenner figures and it's been a fun ride he stopped buying figures when they passed the $10 mark wow which is what 20 years ago probably that's a long time yeah he's an opener and an army builder he's got about 600 stormtroopers that was easy to do and they were $5 or less but the rising cost has been a complete factor for him stepping back he was all in when the prequels came out. He has everything Hasbro released at that time. He loves ships, which he also army built. And the prices started going up. The sequels came out and the flood of toys started hitting shelves like there was no tomorrow. Um, he's never been a completionist, so he doesn't see the point keeping up with all the re-releases. Um, plus, he didn't. the Disney stuff is not his cup of tea. So it was an easy pass. Thirdly, I'm out of room. My Star Wars room can only support displays for one or two movies at a time and who has the time to swap out displays constantly fourth getting involved with the collecting community has turned him into a boxed seal collector and that's just not any fun the fun was the hunt and building dioramas um, but i've started selling it all at least the modern box stuff i still enjoy the thousands of figures that i've opened but i don't need any more right so i guess enough is enough for him 
Yeah. Interesting. I wonder when I might cross that <laughs> that land. I I can see myself with Star Wars being close to maxed out, but at that point I would go into like Mythic Legions or another brand because I'm you know you're, you know or are you're at that I, I'm definitely at the point where I'm buying stuff where it's either on like super clearance or it's ultra expensive. We're doing buying either you know like the one piece a year type thing where you're spending five hundred thousand dollars on a piece and that's all you buy for the year. Yeah. And that's where I'm at in collecting, or I'm going to go get into Mythic Legions just because I got an itch to scratch. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. I'm yeah. fighting that urge. I'm running out of space here myself. Right. And I don't know where to put things. <laughs> I don't want to start boxing it up, but I guess who needs a couch? I can just sit on the floor and watch TV. Right, exactly. I, I mean, know. that's truthfully been one of the most exciting points of my remodel is when I realized that. I can move a lot more stuff around and make a lot more room, even though now it's just taking up more of my house. Yeah. So it now I have more room to let my stuff breathe and maybe add to it, uh, whereas I didn't have it six months ago. So it's an exciting time for me as a collector. But then again, you're like, do you really want to spend more money? Yeah. Uh, Matt, Neil Mathley said, too many exclusives. Things got harder to find. Increase in prices, but decrease in quality. Kind of echoing what's been said. Brandon Zanin said, I stopped at the beginning of Return of the Sith line. Had been collecting since before Power of the Force 2, I think. I think he... Did he say Power of the Force 2 or Power of the Force? Um, either way, still have most of my collection. It just got too crazy and checking in here and there. Uh, it looks like it got much worse in his opinion. Uh, Hasbro kind of ruined things. Um, my takeaway from that was that it, the brand has been diluted, which... I've heard several people say since Disney's taken over, you know, with everything having Star Wars logo on it, maybe mm -hmm. it's too much. Maybe the brand has been diluted and it's gone down a couple levels. It's not the gold standard anymore. Maybe mm -hmm. Marvel's gone up and Dis Star Wars has gone down because of Disney. I've actually enjoyed when Disney first took over because you could find Star Wars everything. Now it, it's getting a little bit overwhelming. But I'm, I'm still enjoying it. It's not like the... you And this is something totally different than the figures. You're like, okay, when you go to buy a spatula, oh, I can get a Star Wars spatula. It's to that point with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I, you know, if I'm not going to pay $5 more for the Star Wars spatula, I'll buy the Star Wars spatula. But if it's $5 more, I'm buying the normal one. Yeah. And I think that's at the level we're at right now with Star Wars, which is not necessarily a bad thing because... I don't think I don't think you can have too much of it, but it is getting to the point where you know it is it is getting ridiculous. Yeah, complete saturation and it's exhausting. And you know, do you want to overpay for Star Wars everything? Right. It's maybe not. Yeah. It's just too much. You. I mean, it's it's back to that whole where you got to pick and choose what you're going to spend your money on. Yeah. And um, well, for example, we were at Walmart, our Hallmark yesterday. And I forgot to talk about spending money at Hallmark, but <laughs> they had a bubble. You know, everything's on sale. They're having their 70% off sale. So we went and picked up a bunch of oddball stuff that was left over. But uh, they had a Wampa frame and they want $30 for it. And my wife's, I'm like, I'm not spending $30 on the frame. She's like, you're not willing to, you'll spend $30 on something else, just not the frame, you know, that type of thing. So it's where you want to spend your money. Yeah. But then they gave me a 30% off coupon for February. So I'll go back and buy it at 30% off. <laughs> You know, it it, yeah. it is. It's oversaturation, I think. Uh, but, you know, you have, like, the stuff like Hallmark that is, you know, they have freaking barbecue tongs that are lightsabers now, which it's kind of cool. Um, 
But then again, you're as a Star Wars collector, you do at Christmas time. You but then you'll have like Burger King cup, not the burger. I'm looking at the. 90s Burger King cups, not the 80s Burger King cups, because oh, yeah. Jason's got a bunch of them. The the topper, cup toppers that you'll get, or, you know, you get, like, the oddball stuff. You don't get the stuff you want. Like, a, you know, if somebody gave me a set of lightsaber barbecue tongs, that'd be awesome. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling, but... Yeah. Uh, Zach DiStefano said he's still collecting Power of the Force, the line that started it all for him as a kid. Uh, that's what got him into Star Wars. He gave up on modern stuff, unless it's hot toys. Uh, always feels like modern stuff will have gaps in his collection. So that's what the people said. Um, well, that's on Star. Well, I've gotten. I some... wish I wish we had a couple people chime in and say, "No, I'm still in." Yeah, so to be more balanced because it was all negative. Right, and it's all what we've been talking about for the last six months, where it's just getting too repetitive and the money's getting too high. Yeah. And there again, Hasbro, if you listen to this, if we're willing to pay for it, at least me, I'm willing to pay 40 or 50 bucks for a figure, but make it worth the 40 or 50 bucks. And I I, I think that's... Multiple accessories is what you mean. Right. Multiple yeah. accessories, multiple paint apps, multiple, uh, you know, a lot of articulation. And I I think the, the market's there, but I think Hasbro, like again, is sort of in a black hole in a no man's land where they're trying to cut cost where they don't need to be cutting cost they need you to say f it let's go for it um did you i did have some of like just uh shane kelly messaged me and this is totally going the other opposite direction uh he said that he uh he said he's met some of the most wonderful and generous people in the hobby he loves star wars always have always will however the downside and the reason he finds no more enjoyment is everybody jockeying to be quote unquote king of the hobby there's no more there there's more clicks here now than in school and you go into na- uh the school you go into and it sucked the fun out of him and he said that being said it's just not fun for him anymore and you know that's a totally other opposite end of the spectrum to what we've been talking about pricing yeah uh you know it does uh when you do get clicks and you do get uh you know people jockeying for being star you know king of the hobby and then you've got people who are should be quote unquote king of the hobby uh, you know not that there should be a king of the hobby but you you know the good people always cream always or you know good people always rise to the top and there's good people that are not jockeying for that position that are just sitting back there and being good people and the people are rallying behind those versus the people who are trying to get it through likes and facebook and yeah. you know all, doing stuff for the doing quote unquote doing stuff for the hobby yeah, it's interesting when you look at some of the the way our, our show performs. Sometimes it seems like the more negative shows, a show like this, mm-hmm. might perform better than a show where we're being positive and stuff like that. I think people like conflict, right? And so when they see stuff like that, they're like, "Let's just eat some popcorn and pay attention to what's going on over there." And yeah, I don't know. I, there's no such thing as a king of the hobby, right? It's just narcissist thinking I need to do something I need to be important right I am important mm-hmm. kind of thing so I don't know right and you have the people that need to be important that are just sitting back watching the world not watching the world burns the wrong term but they're just sitting back watching things happen and they're like we'll be fine you yeah. know we'll let yeah. these two or three people fight it out and then the people who really know what's going on will will rally together and uh, you know we'll still be here when it goes to crap yeah it's disappointing to see that kind of stuff happening and there's something going on in the Masters of the Universe world right now. Yeah. Where 
You say like you don't know. <laughs> oh, really? Tell me more. Well, because you were in the text chain, you know right. about this. But... Well, I was also driving or something. What was I yeah, doing? Yeah, there's, there's a guy who used to work on the line saying that Masters of the Universe is going to end in April. Like, the last wave is coming out in April. Mm-hmm. And then you've got other people in the hobby, that, that niche of the hobby, that section of the hobby, saying, no, it's not. It's going to continue. And so to see these people go back and forth and all these different videos, you know, mm-hmm. clicking. I didn't want to talk about this, but I'm going to. Right. Of course, because you're going to get click and ad revenue. Right. And they're going back and forth, and it's just like I'm just eating popcorn. Like, <laughs> this feels like I'm back on the playground listening to two kids argue mm-hmm. about some thing about toys. It's right. just, it's It's kind of funny to me, but it is sad. Yeah, it is. It is and, a niche. And know, I have seen those. Click, back- I should say. Yeah. Sorry. But like those those Masters of the Universe figures, I know, and I don't want to keep harking on this crap, but they're 25, 30 bucks. And I looked at it and I went, wow. And if I didn't want to, if I'm really holding back on collecting other lines right now, I'd have bought all that they had because those are some awesome looking figures. Yeah. And I think they, they kind of are picking, what I've seen from Mythic Legions, I think they're picking, you know, uh, borrowing stuff from that line. What's making that line successful and bringing it to the Masters of the Universe? Because that revelation or whatever the new version of Masters of the Universe that is like 25, 30 bucks, those are incredible looking figures. And for somebody that's wanted to get back into Masters of the Universe, kind of dipping my toe, I'd rather do that line than do the retro, you know, the vintage stuff, because those, those figures look incredible. Yeah. Yeah, there's no. There's hardly any innovation i don't know what more they can do with star wars as far as hasbro like do they push it to look like that kind of stuff the masterverse with the multiple like seven eight inch tall figures and mm-hmm. more articulation and stuff like that i don't think that would be successful or necessary for star wars it doesn't need to be necessary they can keep they've got the they've got the blueprint they just need to make their blueprint better yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know what the answer is uh you know, but it seems to be an issue that people are leaving the hobby because of cost, because of repacks, because of um, they say quality. I don't know if quality, like, I can't complain about quality. I'm not that upset. Like, I have these two stormtroopers here. Right. One is a new version, and one is the original release in the black box. And it seems like the newer version, the Rogue One stormtrooper, is a lot better and more stable than the old original. 2013 release of the Black Black Series Stormtrooper. So it seems to me that quality has increased and they've made changes, but I don't know. Yeah. That's just one example. Uh, I don't know. I'm at a loss of words. I don't know what... Yeah, it, it, I, I keep repeating myself, so what? there's no need to say it again. So if you have any other thoughts about this, let us know. Write us in. If you have something positive to counterpoint it let us know (laughs) send send it in um because it does it seems like the theme is cost is getting too high Mm -hmm. it's unsustainable oh the other thing i wanted to talk about with uh, rise of skywalker and the sequel trilogy there's nothing for those kids right and so in 10 years they're not going to be fans of star wars because they don't have anything that's brought them to that 10 years Mm -hmm. and they're just move on to the next thing so there is an end point i think at some point for the hobby right um that's been built in I don't know when that is. I don't know if it's in the next 20 years when the older generation starts to die down. Um, who knows? The pool will just dry up. There won't be collectors, that many collectors, and it's not going to be worth the company's time to, to engineer all these figures. They're right. just going to abandon it. This is the end. I don't know. 
and 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 I mean, like you're, we're we've kind of come at it from what's being produced now, but I mean, there's still there's a whole other level to this onion, layer to this onion, as far as you know, like we've already kind of gripped on it as age. You know, people get older, but you know, there's still you know, the community as a whole and a hobby as a whole is a totally different onion than what's being produced. Yeah. And, you know, maybe in 2024, Hasbro does something where they have, like, a, all A-list figures. Everyone's happy with it, and it turns the hobby around. So maybe things will change, and it might continue on for 30 years. Who's to say? It's just... Right. There's, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to be positive towards the end here. <laughs> Anything else? No, I think I'm good. Thank you for listening to Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, if it's allowed. It really helps us out and points people to our show. Follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We'd love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smugglers Galaxy logo. You can find him at Rock the Force Podcast. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro, re-release VC66. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way. Anything else? No, I think I'm good. Thank you for listening to Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, if it's allowed. It really helps us out and points people to our show. Follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We'd love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. You can find him at Rock the Force Podcast. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro, re-release VC66. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the community. This is the way.